Right through the corridor. It's going to come back this time. They'll keep attacking the Hawks. We know that's their style. Can the Bombers make them pay? Merrick got it off to centre field. Bounce. I'm not sure it was touched. It could be a goal. I reckon it is. No doubt from the umpire, Will Setterfield kicks his first. He pokes one into the path of Moore. Impey had to be quick. Feeds it back. Good pressure here from the Bombers. McDonald can't find his foot. Turnover comes. Davey. Shield got into his move. Lost his footing. Here's Ridley. Opportunity for Jordan. First goal in league football. Game number 69 and Jordan Ridley's on the Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. It's round one, baby. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who don't know each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essen Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Uh, really good to be back, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, anyone who knows me knows my thoughts on the Hawthorne Football Club. Everyone has their team. And they're not good. Grand is Collingwood, which we all definitely all know. Yep. Uh, mine is Hawthorne, uh, very much a kid of the 80s. Uh, so, Tango win. Sam Mitchell coaching is my favourite favorite <laughs> result uh, for a long time. So, look, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the game. Look, we all understand where the Hawks have they've, they've sort of tipped to finish at the bottom. So, yes, before we all start, yes, perspective, we all understand. But we can also enjoy a win. Absolutely. And, and we can enjoy a win against an arch enemy. So, uh, we, you know... After tonight, we'll be all focused Gold Coast and let's hate, let's let's be consistent, let's do the same approach next week. So, but for now, we're talking. We about pumped Hawthorne. Yeah, <laughs> for now, right now we pumped Hawthorne, yeah, and it was very very fun to watch. So, just a game of of uh, a massive highlights. Whether it's Davy's first goal, whether it's Ridley's first goal, whether Ridley's first goal, whether it's Waller coming back, uh, whether it's Setterfield. Uh, you know, pinch and a grab, a pinch and a goal as well. Yeah, Wiedemann having a little burst. Uh, 14 uh, goal kickers or whatever it was. Yeah, 13 or 14, yeah. yeah. So it's it was just so much fun to watch being at the G on a good day, 68,000. Uh, yeah, it couldn't it couldn't have gone – you couldn't have scripted that game any better. Uh, what you wanted to see from the Essendon Football Club, how we set up the ground, how we played defence, what was our attitude like. Yep, we're, we were a touch rusty. We all saw a bit of rustiness in the first quarter. Uh, but, boy, uh, whatever happened at quarter time, they came out and completely obliterated the Hawthorne Football Club. It would, uh, it would appear that the brand and size of Rocket um, that um, Brad Scott brought with him um, is effective because <laughs> I bet you that's what, what they got on um, um, at the end of uh, the first quarter. They would have got a very large... Very uh, pointy rocket inserted. Now, look, the good but news is... But they responded. Yes, That's exactly. the thing, right? That's the thing. Yeah, the good news is for tonight, you're going to get a very, very special guest. Absolutely. So Last minute, Scotty worked his rear end off today to get this done. And a massive thank you, as always, to the Essendon Football Club. Um, we've got a massive guest, don't we, Scotty? Yeah, we've got uh, Joe Manzi, who kicked two goals himself. Uh, a guy that has been a lot of discussion on the preseason about his form and he's continuing kicking goals. And we, I think we made a joke that he just continually kicks two goals in the game. And guess what? He kicked two goals. He just keeps uh, popping up. Like he's, he's, he's not leading out in the pack and taking pack marks and turning around grabbing, gra uh, taking grabs, but he, he just pops up with two goals every game. And what more do you want from a small forward? And he, yeah. And he applies a heck of a lot of pressure. Um, does all those one percenters that you want to see out of a player. So yep. couldn't be happier uh, for Joy. You know, we got him in the mid-season draft last year. Uh, Thank you, Adrian. Had his first full uh, pre-season. And, and yeah, so it's, it, it, it's great. I mean, I, I made the joke that 
if he just keeps kicking two goals and you play 23 games. That's <laughs> 50 goals <laughs> It's close season, to 50 man. goals, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we all talked about Peter Wright and and, and, and we'll talk a, bit, a little bit that later in the show, but what that may mean. But, gee, when you've got 13 goal kickers in a game, uh, they kind of they they did enough answering of, of what the options could be and and the midfield helping out and hey half the the half back line helped out so <laughs> um, so anyway just an unusual uh, result just a fantastic result uh, so let's look let's talk about the game so uh, we obviously the quarter time happens where we're rusty um i mean zerk's a bit rusty langers is a bit rusty there's a few guys R- rusty real bad first quarter there's a few clangers yeah real bad um and then you know like like i said you know that after that uh it was a really switched on uh look there's, there's so much to like uh, about what we saw that last three quarters, even with the opposition. Uh, you can talk about, hey, the opposition's not that strong. They only had really one notable injury, by the way. So they're not they're a, they're a healthy club. So they're playing. They're close to their best team. Uh, but, you know, we've we obviously got a few injuries ourselves. Um, you know, you got, haven't got the Coxies or, or Stringers or... Yeah, the Reedies and, and so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there, there's a few guys we've got out as well. So... Um, and, you know, we finished 15th last year, so it was interesting to see how we would match up uh, with Peter Wright's injury. I think most of us thought, gee, this is getting close to a 50-50 game yeah. uh, because how are we going to fill that void? So, look, you've got to give them credit. They, it's a 10-goal win. It's it's a it's a, a real convincing – it was uh, – we after quarter time, our pressure was really elite. But, boy, isn't it refreshing to see an Essendon football side look organised over the ground? Uh, and that was my kind of my biggest takeaway is how we set up. Uh, I mean, so you've got, you know, the preseason, you've got Gold Coast over four quarters. They, only, they scored under 70 over the first four quarters. You've got the Saints scored under 70 in the first four quarters. And now you've got the Hawks scoring under 70 in the first four quarters. So that's always going to give you a chance every game um, uh, to, to win. So... If we can apply that defensive setup, and boy, and what a difference it makes to the to the six defenders that that they can actually have time to man, yeah. to man up their you know to man up their guys and not have them streaming down on uncontested chains <laughs> coming through the midfield when they have pressure and they're rushing their kicks. Zerk Thatcher looks like an absolute gun, and Ridley mm. looks Jordan Ridley and yeah. Kelly can can sort of stop his stop his man and Redmond well we know Mason Redmond do pretty much anything I think at the he moment. should be all Australian this year but yeah. on this form so it just it just shores up so much and and you know uh there's a lot of guys I want to talk about I'm going to start off with an odd one uh actually not too odd but you know he probably wasn't voted in the top 5 from from most pundits but I thought the captain Zach Merritt the new captain and the reason why I was proud of him, because Hawthorne did a lot of homework on Zach Merritt, and Brad Scott talked about this after the game. So they, they literally tried to shut him out of the game. And for the first half, um, he you know, he had eight possessions at halftime, uh, and he really just willed himself. Um, and he had, what, 21 possessions in the second half. A huge factor, but his body language, his defensive work, he's chasing, he's harassing. Uh, he really set a tone for the whole guys to see and, and follow, um, and just small things like even even with uh, Waller coming onto the ground, he 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 tried to get him that goal back. He's, he's waiting, waiting. <laughs> yeah, just, no, he's telling he, Waller to lead. He even moved his hands to say go 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 left. Yeah, we go left. Yeah, yeah. And eventually he did find him. Eventually he got him. Um, but yeah. he, he was thinking very team first everything uh, and. That was really refreshing to see. So I wanted to kind of give a shout out to the new captain because um, uh, he worked. He was definitely who the Hawks approached significantly on to to kind of limit. Ended up with twenty nine and and just worked his way through it. And that was you know he was historically sometimes struggled against tags. Uh, so I was really really proud of him. He just worked his butt off to get into the game. Uh, and and show the defensive, I guess, effort that you what was required from everyone. And also to to mirror that the the rest of the midfield then just didn't sort of rest on their laurels. Like we had Parish went nuts, he had thirty odd, and again he looked good. He was dominant in the second half. Like he would, everything was going through his hands. But we 
we had a midfield and the rest of the players that didn't quit. We had Setterfield who threw there 20-odd in his first game. Thanks for coming and a goal. Um, we had players running. We had... Um, Martin running through there. We had um, access to the to the Davy kid who looks like he's got all the energy in the world. Um, it, we just looked like a side that was fast and wanted to run all day and had the ability to run all day, which is even better. Um, and you're right; it just they couldn't tag merit the entire time, or if maybe if the tag fell off in that second sort of in that third quarter in the fourth quarter. But um, we. We showed so much of what we didn't see for the last few seasons. <laughs> really, seriously. Like, and, and after the break, I think we'll, we'll go into it a bit more when we talk about the players and the, and the back line specifically, excuse me. Um, what Scotty said earlier about the fact that the backmen had time to actually position themselves and go elbow to elbow with players and, and out-muscle them. The amount of times BZT did some excellent soft, so not soft, but just nuanced little nudges to get away from the from his um, opposition player to take the mark or to spoil or something like that was great. But last year and the year before, man, they didn't have time. The ball was coming flying in. They were just barely able to swing an arm and try and get to the ball. Now they've got time to try and position themselves properly, listen to everything that Hurls has been telling them down there at training. If you just put your right leg here and you lean into them that way, they've got more time because the ball's coming in, um, in the, coming in fugly and, or if it's not coming in at all. So the, I, I love seeing a backline that's got some time because that backline of of um, Zerk and Kelly and Laverde and whomever else you want to put down there. I mean, put Mason Redmond because he owns the backline at the moment. Um, but every, anybody else you want to put down there, that is a good back. It's a good backline in my opinion. If we can get Reed down there or Jimmy Stewart or somebody else to help them down there to help him down there. If Kane Baldwin keeps going the way he's going, maybe chuck him down there for a bit of meat. But I'm very happy to see the back line give, being given enough time to actually perform so that we can start to lose these Swiss cheese references to our back line and idiots like the Oxygen Thief can start to actually pay some credit where it's due because they've actually got some time to operate. Yeah, and talking of the defenders, we had a surprise. Uh, the last two weeks we've had a surprise player that uh, that Scott has decided to switch to defence in Carl Langford. And, and you, you know... Quarter time, uh, you know, social media was pretty ruthless on the gun, Kyle. Yeah. Um, but uh, credit to him. Uh, he really shined the last three quarters. And and I must admit, uh, when – when um, oh, I just lost my train. I thought that – Don't no, no. that. Yeah, so when his kicking was so elite in this game after quarter yeah. time. Uh, the amount of times he hit 30, 35-metre passes that just – that just broke open the play and then gave us the run. Uh, it was, you know, when I when I was inquiring during the week about why Kyle was playing there, it was actually noted to me his kicking uh, being an off- offensive weapon. Um, and yeah, he would have to. He has to obviously be developed uh, in some defensive schemes. And and like, I know I'm giving him a lot of, of flack, but I think the game is better than people think. And I say this with Parish as well. These guys are actually coming in probably two or three weeks short of being full match fitness. Uh, Kyle's had his back issues. Um, he only redid his back weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I think sometimes we jump on these guys and not understand the whole context. I thought it was an amazing performance from what I've seen at training because he's hardly trained. Like he's, and you know, Parrish is hardly trained. And I, I said on a previous Patreon podcast, Probably round three or four, you'll start to see the Darcy Parish we know. Um, do I think he's moving as well as he is normally does? I think he's just a slide off still because I think uh, that will come in around round three. But his football smarts just took over the game. And he just, what did he have, 11 or 12 clearances in this game? Uh, he was just everywhere. He just completely had around 15 or so contested possessions. He was just, he was unbelievable. So... To what I've seen at training, to where they, I think their body was at, I was really worried about Kyle. I was like, oh, no, like he's hardly played or trained. You know, even even Heps, I was like, oh, I hope these guys can get through the game. Uh, and Jonesy, there's a few. I was really worried yeah. about more the uh, a few underdone guys. But, uh, gee, 
Cole, fantastic effort, and and I could see Scott after the game giving a, a massive pat on the head, and and he put his arm around him, and so so he should because he set up so much drive in the second and third quarter that it got the engine going, uh, but. Overall, it was just a great, pleasing team effort. There wasn't a bad player on the field. Uh, it was it was brilliant. So, look, we're going to get to Joey Menzies. So, uh, Maybe he's about to. We're about to give the man a call. So, so. Yeah. So, uh, look, we'll, we'll continue talking about the game after Joey. So, we'll talk about a few other players that took notice. But yep. let's get Joey on the line and we'll go to a commercial. Or just an ad break, music, not commercial. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Well, I tell you what, Scotty, in the um, the ongoing uh, um, pleasure of having players on the on the pod, um, tonight we've got a former Tassie boy, going to represent the Tassie boys today, um, from uh, North Hobart, got a phone call from uh, Adrian, this is how it went in my mind, by the way, Jai, um, was playing in North Hobart, got a phone call, um, went over to SA, Got a phone call from uh, um, Adrian Dodora. Said, "Do you want to come play for the Dons?" Jai said, "Yeah, all right." He's wandered over, got picked up in the mid-season draft of 2021, and now he's an Essendon superstar. Mister 22, even <laughs> sorry, Jai. Um, thank you very much, and uh, thanks for, for being with us, Jai, uh, Jai Menzi. Oh, beautiful. No, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, Jai. Uh, look, first of all, congrats on yesterday. Just. Uh, I'm interested. Uh, how, did you feel like the the guys were nervous before the game? I, I guess there's healthy nerves, but how did you feel like the the week leading up to it and 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 just coming into the game? Did you did you guys feel nervous or did you feel confident? How did you feel? Um, I guess there's always a, an aspect of nerves. I guess um, what he said pre-game, like if you don't have nerves for, I guess any game, but round one in particular, um, you're probably not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. So, no, um, yeah, I think there was a bit of nerves around the group, but we're all excited to get out there for round one and um, show what we've been working on over pre-season. So, no, it was good to get out there. I'm curious, uh, on Friday we obviously get the the frustrating news of of Peter Wright. Uh, How is that, you know, communicated to you? You're obviously in the forward group. Uh, with uh, Weeds and, and you got Jonesy and all those guys. H- how did that you guys react to that quickly to talk about what you needed to do? And in a sense, not even – and to, you know, not kind of panic, you know, un- you know, have faith in what you've been teaching and what you've been doing uh, as a four group. How did that kind of conversation go about? Um, yeah, obviously uh, disappointing news for Pete. And, um, yeah, he's, he's one of our – our main players and not really someone you can replace pretty easily. So, um, yeah, as a forward group, we kind of just looked at it as if we're going to have to step up and um, and the likes of Weeds and Jones and I guess a few of the, the boys coming through, like Boston, that um, I guess it's a good opportunity for them to showcase what they can do. And, um, yeah, we just look at it as if, obviously, yeah, as I said, he's a, he's a big player and you can't really replace him, but... Um, yeah, I guess we can, can control what we can and try and do our best in that aspect. Man, I like I like that um, that last bit you said there. You can control what you can. You can only control what you can control. Um, you can't yep. suddenly grow to seven foot tall and take marks like righty. <laughs> yeah, <right>. So, so. <laughs> I like that, mate. We the we the podcast and and more specifically, Scotty said as we just sort of had a quick chat before the um, pod started. Um, yep. We've been watching you all through preseason, mate. And from our somewhat learned eyes, um, <laughs> you look like you've been flying. Now everybody looks like they're flying in preseason because it's preseason and you're playing against each other and stuff. But, mate, we've just yep. been noticing your very uncanny uh, uncanny um, knack of bobbing up and. And taking a, a, a and kicking a couple of goals practically every game. Now, um, the the practice matches we thought you you, you played really well. Um, you were you were flying, you're running across the ground and training in that. Um, did you like? Does this uh, this year and the fact that you're getting a full preseason? Does it? I think it obviously would make it would help with you uh, with your game. But yeah. 
What does it do for a confidence level of, of yourself coming in, having a full preseason and being around the boys for a good um, uh, period of time? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, obviously, as you mentioned, I was mid-season. I was always telling my manager, I was just like, all I need is a preseason. Like, just get me in for a preseason and, like, I'll see see how much I can push myself and what the limits I can get to. But, um, no, I guess I'm kind of just trying not to take it for granted and um, put my best case forward. So, give him my all and, um, yeah, I guess I got a little bit of a reward for effort, I guess, um, on the weekend and throughout the preseason. But, yeah, I guess it just comes down to hard work and, um, yeah, just really wanting the club to succeed and obviously grow as an individual. So, I'm that's been great. I'm interested, Joy, in the journey of a, a guy coming in the mid-season draft because the hard part is because you, you haven't had a, the preseason with the group, you, you're having to almost escalate trying to get to know everyone very, very quickly. And um, how, what was the importance then of just even at the end of the year to say, I can actually now have proper social time with my teammates mm-hmm. and get to know them on a deeper level? Uh, is, that, is that just as important as even your preseason training just to have that connection and go, now I feel like I belong. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, coming in mid-season, it was quite tough. I was learning people's names and then there was nicknames you had to get used to and all the coaching <laughs> stuff and physios. Um, but no, as you said, that, that bonding and um, I guess that uh, the players' time together, like it's crucial and we've had a good chunk of time together now and um, yeah, I've got to know a lot of the boys um, on a deeper level and I think that that's really starting to come out and, um, yeah, across the whole playing group, I think we're, we're a lot closer as a group and, yeah, um, no, it's been great. I've noticed also uh, just with yourself, uh, this is just me seeing you at training, uh, there was often where you would float up to maybe a, a winger or a midfield and and not to give you a big head or anything, but your, your actual field kicking is really sublime and, and and your passing is, is one thing that really stood out to me. Is there is there ever dreams of you sort of floating further up the ground or you feel like, no, I'm a, I'm a forward player for now? Um, well, obviously, uh, as a junior growing up until like under 18s level, I was always a mid, inside mid. Um, and then throughout state teams and things like that, I got moved forward. But, yeah, I guess I never – I can never say no to that or um, – I guess just just see how fall goes for now and then never know what's going to happen in the future if Scotty or whoever wants to throw me in the guts and then um, see how that goes. But no, I definitely wouldn't say no to it, but um, I think I'm pretty happy at the moment playing forward and I'm just happy to play wherever I'm needed, so... Great answer. <laughs> Great answer. Just happy to play wherever I'm needed. Um, yeah, that's it, mate. Your time on the forward line so far it's uh, it's it's pretty much with regards to the to the small forwards. Before we knew Waller was coming back, it was it's going to be you and the and the Davy boys and the like. But can you tell us about what it's like being sort of a, a brand new um, small set of small forwards? Not that you're small, but a, new, a brand new sort of set of small forwards yourself and um, young Wanganine coming through. Snells might even get mm-hmm. in there um, and, yep. the, and the Davy boy that looked incredible. Um, can you tell us what yep. it's like? Have you guys all sort of spoken together and said there's a big opportunity here? Uh, we haven't really spoken as such, but I think we can all sense how big of an opportunity it is. And, yeah. Um, uh, no, it's been great. I think the depth we have now in, like, I think last year we were crying out for small forwards. Um, but yeah, as you said, the depth we have coming through now is is exciting. And I think um, Waller coming back obviously brings that experience. Yeah. Um, I always like picking his brains and just asking him questions about, it could be crumbing, tackling, like anything. He's always got an answer for you and he's always got the time of day. So no, Waller coming back has been great. And um yeah, I think it's really exciting the times ahead, especially in our, our small forwards. So, yeah, we've got plenty of depth, which is good. Absolutely. And I've, I've noticed, um, Jai, it feels like to me from afar uh, that Scott's measuring you quite heavily, not you as a group, on defen- mm-hmm. the defensive actions. Uh, yeah. And historically, look, we, we're not going to go over it. We know, we know some of the issues. Yep. Um, but yeah. it feels like as much pressure as you guys can give to lessen the stress on the midfield and the backs, uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's been a heavy emphasis. And it, I mean, it's obviously been very noticeable. 
um, mm-hmm. with yourself and Davey. Is that – do you almost as a group after a game measure yourselves almost more so almost than the goals on, on, on that aspect? Yeah, well, uh, one of our biggest uh, focuses during pre-season was like our team defense and um, how we can we can stop the flow of other other teams' ball movement and things like that, and how we set up behind the play. But um, yeah, I think it's obviously still a work in progress, and we're not going to get it right every time. But I think we're starting to see on the on the field that what we're implementing at trainings and over pre-season is starting to starting to show on the field, which has been good. Now, mate, Hawthorne, I don't know, the, are the greatest team in the AFL just at the moment. But what, yeah. do, you, what do you guys take on it? It's a brand new, almost a brand new club. The whole joint mm-hmm. has all been changed from top to bottom. Um, what do you guys take as players out of that game yesterday? Now, you played damn hard and it looked incredibly good from a supporter's point of view. But what do, what do the boys say? Do they just go, yep, okay, good, yep, and then move on? Or do you give yourselves some time to celebrate? Um. Well, I think obviously the competition's getting tougher and tougher each year. So, yeah. um, no, we went into it obviously expecting them to come out and play their hardest. If they did, they come out guns blazing in the first quarter. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but I think it was a good reward. We've obviously been through some tough times at the club, and as you said, it's kind of been revamped um, and swept all the way through. So, no, it was a good reward for effort and. Um, it's yeah, it was just it was a good day to I guess for our supporters and obviously us as players as well. So, mate, can I ask the question? There's a bit of controversy going around on the Facebook page and stuff for the for the podcast. Um, what happened at quarter time? Because you came out a completely different side um, from that point on. Was it a was it a mini Scotty Rocket that was placed? Uh, no, he actually no? He hasn't been too bad at all. No. Um, we knew the way they wanted to play and we just kind of weren't doing a few things right. Um, and then we just adjusted a few things and um, we just started to click as a group. I think Okay. I think there was a bit of nerves, I guess, first quarter and then yeah. once we started to settle into the game, no, we were, we were flying. So. Oh, well, that's good to hear. I mean, it's 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 good to see that, I mean, you, Scotty's looks like a, a fairly fearsome looking bloke when he's <laughs> when he's <laughs> when he's around um, but it's interesting it is interesting from an, um, from a supporter's point of view as well to to know that it's not just it's not just rockets that motivate um, footballers that he can just potentially come out be a little calmer and say righto guys here's the the KPIs or the areas that we didn't do well in that area and and if we concentrate on that we should get back on top so that's some good inside knowledge thank you yeah no yeah well I guess at the end of the day it- it kind of comes down to us on the field. So um, you got to have that confidence in yourself and belief that, yeah, you can get the job done. So Absolutely. I think that's what we ended up doing. So. One thing that uh, was very noticeable when, you know, we've already done uh, a bit of the show previous um, to you coming on, mate, is we discussed mm-hmm. how how it was probably one of the better organised Essendon teams we've seen for some time. And uh, I'm just wondering about, your the groups working with with Scott what the around the plan but h- how much has he been able to teach uh, a group of forty five players on on a basic level that you all get that you all say hey we all get it and we're all on the one page is, is it can it be just as simple as that with the coach to have a, a way of teaching and a and a and a plan that comes across very easy to players. Yeah, um, definitely. I think, obviously, as you mentioned, there's 45 blokes on a team or on a squad, so it's quite tough at times getting the message across to everyone. But I think he's he's obviously got that message across to the uh, the whole playing group and things like that. But he gets to you individually and um, talks to you about your game, what you need to work on. He comes up to you at training. Like um, the amount of people that have, have have noted about him and said things about him, but no, nah, he's been great. Um, I guess, as he said a few times, it's still a process and it's going to be a long journey. But, no, we're definitely taking the right steps and he's been a great part of that. No, mate, there was about 60-odd thousand, I think, um, at the at the G and uh, it probably sounded like there was 80 to 90 when uh, Waller ran onto the field. How, how does how does that feel, mate, when a, when a bloke like that um, and, a, and a teammate of yours runs onto the field and the whole crowd goes nuts? Oh, it was, it was crazy. I didn't really... I didn't understand at the start what they were going on about. And then I looked up the bench and seen Waller had stood up. And then as he walked on the field, I've never heard anything that loud. And like, I honestly had goosebumps and 
couldn't wipe a smile off my face. So no, I was just happy to be out there with him, and and yeah, no, it was it was it was honestly a once in a lifetime opportunity to be out there with him. So it was great. Yeah, as a supporter as well, look. Uh, we'll we'll make this the last question. And again, thank you so much for your time. But this it, the one thing I think that's really positive with the group is when you look at some of the names, you know, that you're seeing in the VFL and, and unfortunately some who are injured, you, you're talking, you know, Sardis and Cox and Reed and, um, you know, you, you and I would know this, but you see Mankara train and you go, oh, wow, like yeah. <laughs> that guy's, when that guy's ready, uh, look out. Uh, special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is, it, is it exciting, um, you being your age, into a club and going, looking around and going, look, it may not happen, straight away but we could really build something here yeah 100 percent. i think we obviously got we're a young team and we're a developing team but that yeah as you said the talent we have coming through is going to be very exciting for a long time and um no it's gonna be great i think as you mentioned anthony moncara the way he's been training lately and some of the things he's been doing is just I've been in awe at some of the things he does. But, uh, <laughs> it makes both of us. I'm going, I've never seen that. Uh. Oh, he, he does some crazy things. And I, I just think, how does he even do that? But he just does his own thing out there and it's good to watch. But um, no, definitely some exciting times to come um, with the, the list and the young talent we have coming through. Mate, one last quickie question. Um, when Jai's not um, training and kicking uh, bags on the G, um, where, where would people find you? What do you like to do when you're not um, thinking footy? Um, well, I've been getting into my golf lately, so oh, yes. trying, to okay. work on my, trying to work on my golf game. Do you have um, a handicap yet? I don't yet, but I'm, that's a working progress. I'm getting there. Okay, very nice. We, uh, are we, what are we, good short game, long game? What do we prefer? Oh, uh, I'm not, I'm terrible short game, so we'll say long, <laughs> okay. long game. Do you, do you ignore playing with Parrish because he's quite good? Do you, do you try and go with the, uh, the, the group that's a little bit more uh, learning in the learning stage? Uh, no, well, that's probably my problem. I play with uh, like Sam Durham, obviously my housemate, Andy, Will Setterfield, and they're all good, um, as you mentioned. So it kind of annoys me a bit that I'm up to their standards, but I'll hopefully get there one um, sometime soon. That'll drive you up to their standards. Well, Jai, um, thank you very much for joining us on the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast today, mate. We, uh, we really uh, appreciate... Uh, your time and we even more appreciate the work you're doing as an Essendon footballer mate we genuinely are loving your game at the moment um, I hope you. you kick a bag and a half against uh, the GC this week um, and <laughs> mate anytime you've got a spare five we'd love to have you back on the show lovely thanks for having me guys appreciate it thank you very much Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Mate, great interview with Jai. Um, Confident-sounding uh, kid, I thought, on the... I say, I say kid because I'm nearly 50. Um, but a confident-sounding kid who's who's confident. It was good to hear. A <laughs> confident-sounding kid who's, who's confident. Who's confident. That's, uh, yeah, That's a, I yeah. like that word. Uh, yeah, no, it was um, oh, such a good interview. He's a very lovely guy. I mean, just so, so thankful for him to come onto the show. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's it's so good. And um, just to hear, hear to talk about what talent there is at the team that we are really, you know, still to develop. And, and thank goodness we've really upped the ante on, on the development stakes at the club. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You and know, an interesting, the controversy can be put to bed. It wasn't a rocket that was placed under the players at quarter time. It was... Just nerves, really. Yeah, it sounded like nerves. And the, and the players probably looked at each other and went, that's not how we want to do that. Let's settle and do what we yeah, do. Yeah, let's settle what we came here to do. So that's that's really encouraging to hear as well. So, yeah, so let's let's continue on talking about this game. So, look, we'll, we'll mention a few others that uh, stood out. Um, for me, look, uh, I thought Sam Wiedemann... Um, yeah, presented well. Presented really, really well. Yep. Up forward, um, had a really purple patch. I think he kicked two goals, almost could have kicked three in the space of about six minutes. Um, but 
the good thing is he, he got a couple of shots on goal or maybe one or two from actual tackles. Um, so even just the pressure, mm. it wasn't just yeah. the small forwards that were applying pressure. It was everyone, everyone across the ground, no matter how tall or, or small you were. So uh, really encouraging. I thought Jones just, by the way, um, obviously he only played three quarters in the VFL last week. So I was always a bit nervous that he might be, not be able to run out this game. It was probably the logical sub in the end with, with Waller. Yeah. But I thought the first half he did enough that was encouraging. Yeah, 12, he, 12 touches, moved around a bit, um, again presented as well. He yeah, kicked a goal, yeah. um, probably missed a bit of a sitter for his skill so uh, for to kick two. So he did enough to go, okay, that's, you know, that's something to build on. Uh, so now whether he stays in the team because – Jake Stringer may be available. That's going to be the... That's a, yeah, it's a question. So it'll be a very interesting selection if they deem Jake Stringer's ready to go. He may play VFL, but but it'll be an interesting decision how that goes. Two players I want to, I want to highlight, one especially, but one just I think we need to get used to this and the, the good play that we're going to get. Andy McGrath, 25 touches. Mason Redman on another foot, on a halfback um, flank, 24 touches. I think we've got two extremely reliable Halfback flanks there. And Andy McGrath is the kind of defender that can play really tight on a bloke or he can play slightly off him. Um, we've seen Andy, when he was playing in the back line, we've seen Andy really stick to people like Glue, end up getting the ball himself when it's on the ground. So I, I, I want to call out a, a uh, not a... So thank you. I just, want to, I just want to call out Andy McGrath's game down there in the back line. I thought he was... A, it was his... I thought... It was one of the games where I, not everything came off, but he was attacking and running the lines a lot. Yeah. Uh, where sometimes I felt like he's been a bit safe and not using his pace. Um, there was quite a few times he was doing 20-metre runs down the field. Uh, and so he was he was, he was was really, uh, yeah, I thought it was quite impressive. Look, Mason kicking two goals. and, and, and Yeah, yeah that, that's the one I really want to highlight. Like, come Just on, man. Just a fantastic game. Talk about, like, it, it might as well be the last game of last season, man. He just, <laughs> just, yeah, just he's carried on. just completely carried on to being an incredible footballer. Um, he's he's on another level at the moment. Like, that's he's that's the kind of all that's he, the kind he, of all he Australian. He could be all Australian game. if he keeps without a up. doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, kicking those two goals is just that's nuts. But your man, your man at fullback though, BZT man, I I swear. Um, I, was, I was a little worried there in the first quarter because he was muffing some kicks and it didn't look real good at all. Um, but then after that, someone has taught that that guy, um, and it's probably Hurls, like he's taught him nuance. It's, he's taught him when to muscle up and when to just lean off and take the grab. And he he looks really, really good. He has, a su- he has surprising closing speed when you think he's out of the yeah. contest. He somehow gets a fist on it. Big loping, laconic sort of stride on him. But um, BZT is, and, and I think Brad yeah, Scott said it. Coach his vote. Absolutely. Yeah. But and, and Scotty said it about him. He goes, "No, we're not going to go and try and find some muscle bound, um, automatic defender to chuck down there. We're going to try BZT, BZT, and we're yeah. going to try the players that we've got down there, the Laverdes in the world and the BZT. So, mate, well done, BZT. Um, we love you. You're the lunchtime catch up podcast man, um, and keep playing, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Will Setterfield, I wanted to give a shout out. I know we yeah. gave him a little mention before, but deserves a bit more than that because. I thought twenty five. I thought against St Kilda, he was their best mid. Um, after quarter time, uh, he really came on strong. Ten marks, man. Twenty five, ten marks. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, and a goal, and you know, he's gee, he's everything we would could have hoped for so what far. What is Carlton thinking there? They're thinking if he's a twenty five s- possession, but. Yeah, and pinch a goal every now and then, kind of midfielder. Well, he's been he was wing there, so uh, okay, fine. <laughs> but uh, he just wasn't Crips, and he just wasn't. Yeah, I suppose they're going to probably let go of him. I suppose, but yeah. um, oh mate, thank all, you very all much. We're, all we're doing him is playing in the position that he always wanted to play. Yeah. That's the only reason. Uh, and just Carlton just had a plethora of those guys. Yeah. Um, that's that's all it is. Um, but I think his education of playing wing at Carlton has actually helped him have a good outside and inside game. Yeah. So, and look, in all fairness, it wasn't his most inside type of game. He actually played a lot at looser. Um, it's Parrish, Parrish went just nuts. went nuts yeah. <laughs> on the inside. So, and Shields, a pretty good clearance player himself. So, Absolutely. Uh, he didn't actually play that kind of bull kind of role, but he, he still, his work rate was really impressive. And yeah, they what, got, they, we found one. What do you think of Calder's um, game? Um, I 
I was always, like a few other players, I was really concerned about him being underdone. Yeah. I've, he looked to me to be underdone, yeah. like, uh, to be honest. So, uh, Good run around for him, but. Like, good I know for the better. Cliche. Um, yeah. If they, probably in hindsight, they may not have played him if they knew that he That we were going to beat him by 10 goals, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, better for the run is the classic <laughs> phrase in footy and, he, and he's, he's he kind of tipped to that. So missed, missed a bit of football lately and a bit, missed a lot of training. And it looks, and it looks like it. It kind of looked like, it. and that's fine. So, and then the final, the final say on um, Waller's return to the to the Bombers and uh, Alwyn Davies' first game. Oh, look, Alwyn, Alwyn's going to kick some of those goals that were missed um, he's, in the future, and, and he's going to be a highlight reel. So, mate, he's kicked them eight times out of ten. <laughs> when he's been at training, he's spun, turned around, and gone bang, and it's gone straight through the middle. The poor kid, man, he's would have spewed. Well, it's a, it's a completely different when sixty eight thousand. Of course, scr- screaming there is. when you're running down the field. Of it's, course, there is. You, you, that's I mean, the, the second one, uh, the, there was a one where it didn't make the distance, just didn't connect with the footy yeah. that well. But the second one where he's run and bounced and he was about twenty out. That's just pure nerves. Yeah, that exactly was just correct. Pure, like yeah. that was everyone screaming. Uh, but when he gets used to that, we're going to see some serious oh, highlight reels. So he's got left, he's got right, he's real quick. And you know what? He's got good marking hands. Yeah, I know he does small, overhead. Yeah, he, yeah, I agree. He's 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 got really decent hands. So while obviously coming on was a very special moment, uh, I, I must admit I'm not an emotional, massive emotional guy. For some reason, he kicked the goal right, and I was I was getting big goosebumps for the whole crowd. Yeah. When we got that clearance straight away, Colwell kicks it, and when Waller marks it straight away again, and they hear the roar around me and going, you know, and what had happened, you know, we kicked nine goals in yeah. a row or whatever, eight goals in a row. I was close to going, I think I'm almost tearing up here. Like, and It's I, such a good story, man. It was so, you know, I was obviously thinking of, you know, why he left the game and, and, and all the yep. – and you go, this is such a good story. Um, and, you know, it was just – the day could not have gone better. It was just <laughs> no. the MCG afternoon, It was a beautiful day. Afternoon, 68,000, arch rival – Sam Mitchell coach, and we have completely pants them. Absolutely <laughs> palmolive, Handy Mabara soap we gave him that much of a bath. Yes. And you're right, Waller comes back on, kicks one, thanks for coming. Probably could have kicked that second one as well. Um, and then uh, Alan Davey, there's, yeah, tell you what, if, you, if you've got some time, jump onto the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast Facebook page. Scotty's put this comparison video up um, of uh, Alan when he was a little tacker, just a tiny little tacker running around. Oh, sorry, in- that, I showed you that was a club video sorry oh, it was a club video sorry of uh, Alwyn I don't um, want to take praise for that okay <laughs> uh, running around in the um, in the rooms uh, just as a young tacker just trying to I think he's trying to dribble a ball through a doorway as as for like a goal and then in the way he sort of leans with the ball to see if it's going to go in they've got the exact same moment his goal went through it, it is exactly the same oh, it's precious if you like golf you watch um, go and watch a comparison between Tiger Woods and his son when yeah. he hits a golf ball, man, it is exactly that. The mannerisms are exactly the same. So, this this kid, he looks the goods, man. He really does. And whenever he touches the ball, it's it's sort of like the opposition just they Freeze. want they don't they yeah. don't know they don't know where he's going to go. They have no idea what to do. Mm. And he's got he's got all that time. So, a, a, a really 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 good day of footy, man. <laughs> oh, it was. I think we all got a bit of a shock um, yeah. when, when you know. I remember going out to like we were like a 15, 20 point lead. I went, oh, man, we're, we're, you know, we're three goals ahead here. And then we kicked like another six or seven. And it was just, you know, I don't think we're used to bearing sides. I don't think we're used, even. Oh, dude, we haven't done that in a while. So it was just, oh, it was just a perfect round Rids one. Rids getting up and about, kicking oh, one. How was Ridley's? I mean, mate. It was just moments that you go, oh, my goodness. Like it's Ridley's great. first goal in history. What the this. hell was he doing down there, though? But anyway. <laughs> If, if we if they had a slingshot and kicked a goal, you'd almost kick him in the rear end and go, "What the hell were you doing that far up the ground trying to pinch one?" Is what he was doing. So um, yeah, it was just a, a a day to remember. A lot of good memories. Absolutely. So now, look, we now go on to this week Sunday afternoon. Same kind of game yep. Sunday afternoon at Marvel this time under the roof. Uh, we played the Gold Coast Suns. Gold Coast coming off a, a bit of a bath themselves. Uh, they got beaten badly. Uh, so they'll be, you know, they're a team that kind of was 
talking to the media a little bit about this is the time now we've got to make yeah. finals, no excuses. So they believe in their talent. I'm sure they're going to be pretty – the coach is going to be pretty Yeah, Ju- Julie will have given them a rev. Yep. Uh, so expect a, a pretty physical, uh, upbeat Gold Coast. Mate, can, uh, can we, sorry. sorry, I was only going to say – can we obviously Gold Coast has no has no fans down yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there's ever gonna be a game where we can have the most intimidating sell atmosphere. Out, absolutely. Wouldn't it be unbelievable if we got 50,000 there and made it so intimidating? A complete sea of red and black. Sea of yeah, and just make it an absolute cauldron and give the guys a really big prep up and, and get get us to to zip. Mate, because you heard um, uh, Jai on the, in the interview saying when Waller jumped out on that ground, he said he's never heard a sound like it in his life. Could you imagine under the roof how loud that would be if that was 45 screaming Essendon fans? Yeah. Like, I don't know, Scotty and I will be there, absolutely. But if you, if you can... Get yourself down to um, to Marvel on the weekend and and watch us see if we can go two nil up, right? So that's the the support the boys absolutely um, love it when Scotty and, and that we talk to the club. Um, that's what they say. That the more fans, the better. It absolutely helps the players and the way they play. And if we can get 40, 45,000 screaming Don's fans at that game, now talk about talk about momentum for the boys when they run out. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Let's yeah, we'll we'll obviously have our team selection show on the Patreon during the week. So I'll be Thursday. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But yeah, it, it's uh, I'm already looking forward to the game on Sunday. I can't wait to be honest. I know. Uh, it, it definitely got. Uh, but we might know, see the return of Jade Stringer. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So we'll see how we go. But uh, like Scotty said after the game, you know, uh, we celebrate it for 24, 48 hours. Yep. And then we move on, and and this club's still got a long way to go, a long way to grow. Uh, and, you know, let's go Sunday. Let's see if we can practice being consistent and and, and, and going, okay, the message was this and this and this. Let's let's redo it. Let's keep Repeatable. doing it. Repeatable. How can we do it again? Same standards, same everything. So yep. let's hope for a win. Um, uh, just very quickly, I'm just giving – this is just for one or two minutes. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Because uh, people ask me, I did go to the VFL game. Uh, oh, yes. No, no, take your time, man. That, that's important. Uh, so uh, just just my quick observations on the VFL game. Uh, it was, look, it was pretty much mostly positive. Uh, in the end, the Hawks did win by a couple of goals. Uh, a few little changes at three-quarter time. We're up by eight points at three-quarter time. Uh, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go too much into that last quarter. It was a practice match. few alterations, three-quarter time. So, look, uh, I wouldn't stress anyone. We did... By far, the first three quarters, we did enough to be very, very happy. Vossi kicked four goals, one, so he's doing himself look, look out. every favour in the out. world to to make sure Scott knows, uh, hey, if anyone slips up, I'm... I'm he's <laughs> one back and one out, that boy. Yeah. He's way, he's very close. Uh, look, Snelling was fantastic in this game. Kicked a, kicked a long goal, which is, uh, which is unique for him, but uh, he was really, really good, pressured really well. Uh, Kane Ball went down at half back. Him and him and Montgomery just ruled the show. Uh, Montgomery's a serious talent, so uh, we've got some good young depth coming through. But I thought Baldwin again was fantastic, uh, and Hayes as well. By the way, it was really good. So look, there's a lot of pleasing things that happened. Guelphie um, was getting into the game as the game went on. Uh, I'm trying to think of other guys who were playing that. Um, who else? Wanganine, uh, did you mention Wanganine? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because mm-hmm. Tex was actually one of my favourites for the day. Yep. So Tex uh, is definitely coming along now. So it, to understand Tex, he had a, a major foot injury, was unable to train for most of the preseason, uh, and then you know, because it's foot, you can't actually run. So he can't put any weight on it, right? He did a 2K time trial and was clearly last. Uh, so he was coming from a, a long way back. He's put in a power of work in the last six weeks to try and catch up and he's catching up really fast and he was uh, the benefits of youth. Yeah. He, he was really, um, it was the best by far I'd seen him in this preseason was moving really well. His second efforts and his pressure was fantastic. Uh, and I was so pleased for him. Uh, so I know there's some Davies and names on that, Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, there's some sessions I've seen of Tex Wanganin that he does things that are really special 
And he's definitely not one to be forgotten about. When no, this guy you, gets fitter and fitter and fitter. You're going to want that near AFL side. Yeah, he, he'll, you know, he, he may one day surprise people and be his dad and be a very good back pocket player. Okay. I, th- I think there's some really good defensive instincts in him as well. And he's got a really good drive out of the back. Well, sorry, a really good drive and run. So I think just sneakily, he's a little bit of a smoky okay, in that area. Well. Look not, out. Okay. If, if the small forward line's packed, I think he's the kind of. Uh, player that could be he like his dad like his dad sort so of adjust. There's some really good talent there, and and look, uh, Hobbs had a quarter when the game was up for grabs in the third quarter. He dominated that quarter. Uh, he got so many clearances. Uh, he was really really fantastic. And there's another guy that just just in the background that is yeah. a really good player. Yeah, he could be um, playing in the ones, but so yeah. it, what if what you wanted to get out of that game, I think they got a lot. Brian, again, Brian took so many marks, intercept marks, uh, ran defensively back to help, help the defenders and take, a, must've taken five or six marks in the defense. So there's a lot of good signs. Uh, at the, 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 clearly the, the VFL list of guys are much better with Narkle and, and Lynch and, and Cleaver and all these guys. Are, they look so much better, more, yeah. more poised. So, look, exciting year for both AFL and VFL. So. All right. Well, guys, um, that's uh, show number one for season 23. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, just a quick plug for the Patreon as well. If you're not a Patreon, Scotty and I do a uh, do extra shows via Patreon. We do a Thursday night team selection show. We do a uh, post-game reaction show after the after the game, whatever day that is. Um, and then we have special guests on um, as we can get them from the club. Um, and uh, that's all for the princely sum of like $4.70 or something like that. And we, yeah, we have a regular VFL, um, probably every sort of three or four weeks, we have a regular VFL update with Paul Cousins. Yeah, with Paul Cousins, the VFL uh, president as well. So go over and check us out, um, uh, patreon.com um, forward slash lunchtime catch up um, to get our Patreon content. So uh, a big thanks everybody for joining us today. A massive thank you to the to the club and to John Menzi for joining us. Um, and we will talk to you guys very soon. Thanks everyone. Go Bombers. <laughs>